Hi, my name is Morris Scott, and welcome to another episode of the Father's Devotion Podcast. Uh, today we are exploring the book of Zephaniah, but first let's commit our time to the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word, which generates faith in our lives and leads us even in uncertain times. Uh, draw us closer to you as we explore your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, the book of Zephaniah, this book is dated around 625 BC. The human author, of course, is the prophet Zephaniah. His name means the Lord hides. Uh, he was instrumental in ushering in the time of reform and revival under Josiah after many years of godlessness. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter how evil the times become. God is able to bring times of revival and change the hearts of wicked men. We must never stop praying for revival. Uh, this book is about judgment. Of course, judgment would come at the Babylonian exile, uh, but the ultimate judgment is yet to come and will be manifested in the day of the Lord, the day of judgment. Uh, this book does discuss the millennium uh, as we have seen in many other prophetic books. Uh, and so we see that judgment upon the people of God will give rise to a greater blessing that will endure into eternity. In this sense, judgment is a blessing to those who belong to God and are being refined and purified by it. Uh, with that, let's move right into the highlights. Uh, the first highlight is the first chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 4, 6 through 7, 14 through 15, and 17 through 18. The word of the Lord which came to Zephaniah, the son of Cushi, uh, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will utterly consume everything from the face of the land, says the Lord. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea, and the stumbling blocks along with the wicked. I will cut off man from the face of the land, says the Lord. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I will cut off every trace of Baal from this place, the names of the idolatrous priests with the pagan priests. Verse 6. Those who have turned back from following the Lord and have not sought the Lord nor inquired of him. Be silent in the presence of the Lord, for the day of the Lord is at hand, for the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has invited his guests. Verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter. There the mighty men shall cry out. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Verse 17, I will bring distress upon men and they will walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like refuse. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. So here we see the word of the Lord coming to the prophet Zephaniah in the days of Josiah. Listen, it is not a light thing that the word of the Lord should come to men, women, boys, or girls. Uh, if you hear from the Lord as you pray or as you read the word, never count it as a light thing. For many who have earthly wisdom, power, and money have sought the wisdom you have without success. Uh, so we see the theme of judgment in verse 2, where God promises to destroy or consume all things. Listen, God is sovereign. He made everything that exists. 
He has the right to destroy it in judgment and be justified. We all have sinned and do not deserve even to live. Uh, The fact that we do is evidence of God's mercy and grace. Verse 4 shows that Judah, God's people, will not escape judgment. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are, what title you have, how powerful you are, how much money you have, how anointed you are, how gifted you are. If you turn away from God's law, you will face judgment. No one is exempt from judgment. Verse 6 speaks of those who have turned back from the Lord and don't seek God. The question is, where are you today? Uh, What's your relationship with the Lord like? Uh, Is it close and intimate or is it lukewarm? Have you turned away from close communion with God? Uh, Do you look back at past times with the Lord, wishing for those times again? Uh, I invite you to seek him, for if you seek for him with all your heart, you will find him. That's Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. That's James 4 Uh, verse 8. Verse 7 of this uh, Zephaniah chapter 1 speaks of the day of the Lord at hand. Uh, Listen, there comes a time when God's presence comes to judge and every man, the boastful, the arrogant, the wise man must keep quiet and be humbled. Listen, don't worry about arrogant and conceited people. When measured against God, they're all very small. In verse 14, we begin to see more about the judgment of God. We see firstly that people often think judgment is far and need uh, to be told that is near. Uh, Second, we see that mighty people uh, will be weak before God. So listen, don't worship people. It doesn't matter who they are or what influence they have or seem to have or what power they have. Worship God. Uh, We see also that sometimes uh, we think we know trouble and distress, but there is coming a day of wrath, trouble and distress, the likes of which we've never seen. Uh, But God has not appointed us. Uh, to wrath uh, who are in Christ. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. Jesus bore the wrath we deserved so that we who believe in him will escape wrath and enjoy life everlasting. Uh, we see in verse 18 the futility of money. Today, money is coveted and respected, uh, but the day of judgment is the great equalizer. Those with money will not fear better than those without money. The only important thing will be how spiritually rich one is to God. Luke chapter 12, verse 21. Let's move to our next highlight. That's the second chapter. We're going to read verses 3, 5, 8, 11 through 13, and 15. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. Uh, the word of the Lord is against you. O Canaan, land of the Philistines, I will destroy you, so there shall be no inhabitant. Verse 8. I have heard the reproach of Moab and the insults of the people of Ammon, with which they have reproached my people and made arrogant threats against their borders. Verse 11. The Lord will be awesome to them, for he will reduce to nothing all the gods of the earth. People shall worship him, each one from his place, indeed all the shores of the nations. You Ethiopians also, you shall be slain by my word, and he will stretch out his hand against the north, destroy Assyria, and make Nineveh a desolation as dry as the wilderness. Verse 15. 
This is the rejoicing city that dwelt securely, that said in her heart, I am it, and there is none besides me. How has she become a desolation, a place for beasts to lie down? Everyone who passes by her shall hiss and shake his fist. So we see here that the answer in such a time as this is to seek the Lord. When judgment comes, the answer is to seek the Lord and to walk with meekness, with humility, and to seek what is right. Uh, see also the exhortation in Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 6 through 7, uh, to seek the Lord and to turn to him, for he will abundantly pardon. Uh, we also see the mentioning of being hid in the day of the Lord. Listen, as you seek the Lord, he will hide you in his covering, Psalm 91. Uh, to be hid does not mean that nothing bad will ever happen, uh, but it means that it will not affect the integrity of your soul, your peace, your relationship with God, your eternal destiny. Uh, we see judgment against Philistia, uh, that the word of the Lord was against that people. Uh, it is a terrible thing for the word of the Lord to be against a person or a people. The word of God can bring blessings or it can bring judgment. Make sure that you are walking with the word that your life may be blessed. We see in verse eight, God saying, I have heard the reproach of Moab, uh, King James Version. Uh, listen, God hears and sees what happens in the world. God is not blind to the things that happen. Uh, there is nothing that happens in this world or in your life that God does not see. He is aware and is sovereignly working out his purpose uh, through your circumstance although you may not see or even perceive it, but he's still working out his purpose. In verse 11, we see that ultimately one way or another, all men shall acknowledge the lordship of our God, even as Romans chapter 14 and verse 11 says. Uh, we see judgment against Ethiopians. We see judgment against uh, Assyria. Listen, just because a nation rejoices today without a care, does not mean calamity cannot reduce it to rubble tomorrow. Just because a person rejoices today in arrogance without a care does not mean that they will not ultimately face God's judgment even here on earth. See Psalm 37 and Psalm 73. So don't worry about people who do wicked things. God's judgment is sure to come. Let's move to our next highlight. That's chapter three. We're going to read verses one through two, four through five, eight through nine, 11 through 13, 16 through 17 and 19 through 20. Woe to her who is rebellious and polluted uh, to the oppressing city. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to her God. Her prophets are insolent, treacherous people. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. The Lord is righteous in her midst. He will do no unrighteousness. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He never fails, but the unjust knows no shame. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord. 
to serve him with one accord. In that day, you shall not be shamed for any of your deeds in which you transgress against me. For then I will take away from your midst those who rejoice in your pride, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. I will leave in your midst a meek and humble people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel shall do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Behold, at that time I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. At that time I will bring you back, even at the time I gather you, for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I return your captives before your eyes says the Lord. So we see here in the first verse of this third chapter uh, what we have seen throughout the Old Testament, that God hates oppression and will judge those who oppress. God hates oppressive systems. Notice oppression is in contrast to seeking and obeying God. Those that oppress are not seeking or obeying God. Uh, They are seeking their own selfish interests and obeying their lust for power, control, and glory. In verse 4, we see again the purpose of the prophetic anointing, which is to keep in check not just the people of God, but the leaders of the people of God. We see in verse 8 that God will judge all evil. Judgment will come to the heathen, but also to the people of God. But verse 9 shows that in the fullness of time, the judgment will give way to restoration and blessing for God's people. For out of God's judgment will come a purified people, humbled and refined by the chastisement of God. See also Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. So verse 16 and 17 uh, show that out of judgment will come a protected people a saved people, a loved people, a free people, and a God-glorifying people. This, my friend, is the blessings of the judgment of the Lord. Verse 20 shows uh, that captivity is not forever, for God is able to turn captivity into freedom, prosperity, and blessings. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that even during times of judgment, We can trust in your sovereignty, your love and mercy, and that you will make sure that we arise out of it a better people, a stronger people, and a blessed people. We pray that whatever we are facing today, that you would strengthen us and give us grace to withstand it and to press through it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.